and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And together we are Entrepreneurs, a podcast of two gay idiots owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back, everybody. I want to start off saying that we did not ghost you intentionally. No. Things just got really out of hand and we tried. We tried, we tried three times. Three times. Um... And I, I, we were worried. We were haunting the podcast, so we're not going to go into it because we don't want to haunt the podcast. Yeah, we don't want to talk about why. But like, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. We tried three times to record episodes, and for in different ways, it failed each time. And mm-hmm. so we just now we're on the same couch. Yeah, now we're on the same couch. I was traveling a lot. We're I'm, we're about to be traveling again. Yeah, celebrating our two year anniversary. We're like. Thank They're, you for the engagement rings, everybody. Thank you. Sending it into our P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're um, about to head on our Disney trip, and we I just came off of, like, I'm whirlwind. a seven and a half, and she's a nine and a half. Yep, yep. Yep. Ring size. Keep Come up, on. everyone. Yep. We're, we're having, back. As usual, we're having two different conversations. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're having a brief overlap where we're both in New Orleans for the same like three days. So, yeah. Um, very excited for our trip. We're both like in the middle of packing right now just to set the scene. Um, and we're both like super fucking busy with work too, so this yeah. that's really fun too. Um, but whenever, good for us gotta, for making space for what we. You got to do what you got to do. Well, we've been we got bullied into it. The yeah. the underworld was fucking bullying into this for a year. Yeah. And so we were just like, finally, it was so specific. It was just like, you must go to Disney World with Kayleen. And who am I to Anna deprive? Anna literally got a download during a meditation a few months ago. That was, and well, we talked about it on the pod. Yeah. Uh, and I, we made it happen somehow. Yeah. On my like Kayleen one was like, weekend. Me is very busy. My one weekend where I don't have a wedding. And then guess what? After we booked our vacation. We booked two events for the time I'm going to be gone, but someone else is taking care of it. Exactly. So it's fine. I, yeah. No, same thing happened to me. Like, I'm going to be, I think I have three shoots, like, back to back to back after Disney. Yep. So, uh, in um, two different states. So, yeehaw, what, baby. May is such a fertile time. I may be working while we're at Disney. Who knows? Because I've got... I, kinda, I was kind of thinking about that, too. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, Kayleen, but I think I'm probably going to have to have some calls. Like, uh, yeah, I don't I'm know gonna if I can to, really I'm going to have to do some vendor stuff because yeah. for my wedding on Memorial Day weekend. But here's the thing that's so funny that we both said that because I started getting, not TikToks because I don't go on TikTok anymore, but it must have been She's a reel. Than us. It must have been a reel. Or worse. That was like reel. taken from TikTok. But it's a guy who um does his work from home from disney world and he doesn't even live in florida like he'll fly to orlando for a week and he has i'm sure is like an annual pass um he'll like fly there like it's his commute and he'll like work and enjoy the parks Mm mm-hmm that's that's uh that's just the way it is um i feel like you could make that work if you had like like rewards points and like travel miles and depending so on your job. He, he doesn't live. I got the impression that he's like a vacation club member, which is like their timeshare. Mm. So I think he has like access to a timeshare or or like affordable. Law. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, 
the the we've if you have been with us for a while we had time bender sessions where it's just like if you have focus we were doing pomodoro sessions like on a zoom chat and if you take that focus time like you really it's amazing what you can do i can yeah i could mm-hmm. i could do a day i could do a day's worth of work in a focused 2 hours mm-hmm easily yeah. um it's yeah, whether it's or not stacking. you can harness that focus and yeah and then when you and have these things of like oh do you want to see the fireworks with your wife yeah not just <laughs> not just the like yeah having focus and for me yeah having a like having uh like pressure from some sort of external thing to like get the task done and also it's not just like having focus but it's like knowing what you need to do which like taking some a little bit of time to plan um which not everyone and well, yeah, not, not been, all the time are I've, very good I've, at i have told all of my clients in meetings i was like look like i have if you want to schedule with me schedule with me before monday because i am so busy and i will not like if you want the best of me do it now and and when you can tell people that and then if they're like, oh, can we do X, Y, and Z? And you're like, I told you my parameters. Um, yeah. Just kind but of- also, you know, we say that, but we also, you know, both know that uh, people will, if you want something done, you find the busiest person in the room because the busiest person has the best time management skills. I, I will. I mean, fuck it. I will wait in line and take a, a, a meeting. Yeah, I, I'm envisioning us like care. finding whatever the business center is at our hotel. After, like when we get, like, you're even more professional than I am. I'm like, I will stand in line for Space Mountain and like take a call and like have my little notepad and like write stuff down. Well, I'm only saying that because I need to be in front of my laptop to do what I do. I won't. I have a couple meetings that I can just take. Um, yeah, headphones. And that's the thing, listeners. I have been with people who have taken like multi-million dollar calls um like off of somebody's wi-fi on a porch like it's like you do not have to have your shit together you do not need to be x y and z like your life comes first because your mental and your happiness like your shit comes first and like you I i think we can really get ourselves trapped in a in when we feel like we need to have like ideal working conditions to produce like people i totally understand doing the things you need to do to get yourself into a flow Mm -hmm. but like at some point that becomes like really precious and then it and it never happens like i feel the same way about some some of the things that we like deem to be like self-care when we ritualize and romanticize things it gets to a point where in our daily busy life we get so hung up on doing it that way that we've imagined is the right way to do it that we just don't do it at all so it's like how can you compromise and how can you just like meet people where you're where you're at and where they're at so like i don't know um take a call take a call when you when it's not convenient don't worry about making sure that your office is like neat and tidy before you start working. Just like jump in, get it done, get it over with and then go to live your life. Yeah. Cause also like with what, where I'm at with uh, all this stuff, it's pre-production yeah. and like, that's just meetings and stuff. But then, you know, when you're in editing room, you're just like, okay, I need to shut it out. But it's also editing. Sometimes 
it, like it's kind of like writer's block when it's like, oh, this could take like 12 hours or this could literally take 12 minutes. Yeah. Like you don't know how it speaks to you and how long it's going to take for it to speak to you. And I will say when you are relaxed and you are seeing the best of life, your work is going to be easier. Yeah. Period. Here's um, a homework assignment, listeners, because I've often I this is something I think about doing, but don't often do. If there are tasks on your to do list coming up that you're dreading time how long it actually takes you to do them because i think we inflate um things that we don't want to do or dread or have negative feelings about and imagine that they're going to be like a huge part of our day or a huge suck on our time like but how many times have you had like a full sink full of dishes that you didn't want to do and then you can knock them out in like less than 10 minutes yeah it's really but not that build, we all deal. build things up in our head and like um bringing some reality into that can be really helpful and clarifying yeah and i also here's a couple speaking of cleaning i really like to clean in the morning um I don't know. I just feel like it's really easy for me to like set the space and just like I do my oil pulling and I clean for like 20 minutes. It's not much, but it's just like I'm doing something else with my hands besides like scrolling. I'm like walking around, whatever. And then here's another fun one that I was doing today with Kayleen because uh, she got me these vacuum seal bags for for packing. And OK, if you don't want to do something, you should just narrate it like you're vlogging. Yeah, because it's an unboxing. Yeah, you're just describing, you know, what you're doing and then you like, right? Like you're a YouTuber. You're just saying what you're doing. We, we watch people do the most mundane shit. So you can do mundane shit and describe it and I don't know, have a little fun with it. I thought that was a little that's how this podcast started because we just started narrating what we were doing. cooking, yeah. And we pretended that we were on a podcast and we were and then somehow we got microphones. <laughs> And figured out how to produce a podcast. I know. So these microphones, Kayleen, the neighbor gave it mm -hmm. to you. Literally. That, and that's just so funny because we don't even speak to him anymore. No. Nope. But like he gave us the microphone yep. that we're using. And I, I was like, when do you need a back by? And he was like, never. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Also, it's funny. Like if you want to start something, it's just like somehow we got microphones in our hands. And then because it's just I like, bought a microphone and, and it turned out to be shit. trash. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he's like a musician, sound person. And so it's just like, yeah, things things will happen. Ask questions also. I think if you're ever starting something, just it can be a really cool way to connect with people because people are like, I think sometimes people think of it backwards where they're like, I want to meet people doing X, Y, and Z. I want to do things that are inspiring. But then it's also kind of like, well – what's the context there you know but if you start a project and then you start needing help and advice people those kind of people are more interested in projects than you trying to just like ask really baseless questions yeah. so when you can be like hey i have x y and z can you help do you have something you know um, people like to feel helpful and people also really like it when you ask their opinions mm -hmm. and if you're doing some cool shit people are their their interest is more peaked you know, um, so I mean, collaborations are huge, especially in in businesses and like a lot of people that I've met um, in business and like also in life has been through work or projects or doing different events together and stuff like that. Like it's just such a 
it it's my favorite way to meet people because I get I don't drink really so I just get bored I need to do something to like feel connected to people I guess like even if it's like a card game I need I want to do something um but that is our our long intro so we didn't ghost you we are still here hello we miss you we miss you please send us your unhinged Disney ideas yeah and the engagement rings I'm proposing in front of the the castle and I uh listeners you get to pick out the ring <laughs> I knew somebody who had a, a a hot dog wedding. I didn't actually. I I did know At her the, with the Wiener Mobile. Yes, they sponsored. Hell it. yeah! They were like, "We'll give you like this hundred thousand dollar wedding, but like it's got to be hot dog." Great. Yeah. So she had a hot dog wedding. In you New could York City. Get, you could get like really fancy with that. Mm-hmm. So drive away in the Wiener Mobile. Meyer Wienermobile. I know these. Somebody get these marketing people. I would under love control. to have that in my portfolio. <laughs> Branded content. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like, they'll do anything. Like uh, the events is wild. Marketing is wild. So yeehaw, motherfucker. Yeah. Um. Let's see what the the tarot has to say to the us. The tarot. I'm doing this one-handed, so I'm just going to pick from the deck. Okay, her face is not like great. Uh, nine of swords. <laughs> Didn't we get that a bunch last last week? Not last no, week. No, no, last season. What... In a past season, yes, we have. In one of our last six seasons. For some reason, I don't know why Kayleen lets me do the scheduling. I can't even get week, season, or year right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but yeah, we were pulling Nine of Swords. It's funny, though, because in this deck, it's very peaceful. Yeah. This looks like it should be um, like the Four of Swords to me, which is the Take a Nap card. Oh, she looks like a little baby. She looks like a little baby. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious as to what the guidebook for this one says. And that which, which deck is this, Kayleen? The Mu- this is the Muse Tarot. Yeah. And she can get real poetic with it. So I'm going to look it up real quick because I'm just... So listeners, there's like two people sleeping, one in the foreground and one... Um, in the background much larger but they both look very they're very like peaceful whereas the nine of swords is usually about like nightmares and anxieties Mm -hmm. and like things that um keep you up at night and prevent you from getting good sleep Um, yeah neither of these people look like they're struggling um yeah because usually in like the traditional rider weight it's like uh somebody sitting up in bed yeah swords in the background yeah they're like you get the impression that they're like haunted by it's like nightmares yeah yeah anxiety Um, so what does she say yeah it's yeah um, no she has the same description i'm just curious as to you fucked bing bong yeah how did everybody's eclipse go um yeehaw this is interesting. So one of the things I like about the guidebook is so all the the guidebook for this one is a full website with like pages dedicated to each card. You get journal prompts, creative prompts, 
keywords she has poems like you can really she has meditations for each card Mm -hmm. like but this is what she said is the creator musing dreams help us to process reality our worries and our day-to-day experiences they are also portals to the liminal they open up our awareness to our own infinite natures are you using your sleep to your benefit oh that's interesting yeah um i am yeah i feel like you're very good sleep like you have very good sleep hygiene i i I don't compromise on it at all no like you have a routine you have like you take naps i feel like you take less naps than you did Mm -hmm. in the past but you aren't yeah well no like i won't i was gonna hook up with somebody but it was too late i was just like sorry it's too late i can't like stay up till 1 a.m i was like if you would like to fuck in the morning we can do that yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. fuck it up. I, it's, it's too much, especially with all the travel I'm doing right now. Now I that can't. we talk about yeah. it, I wonder because I, I really struggle with sleep, and I always have. Mm-hmm. I love sleep. I love my bed, but like, I am someone who wakes up like multiple times a night. I have trouble falling asleep. Like, I will not sleep. I will. I will get in bed and be awake for hours. Like, and then. um when I was traveling, I feel like I took a nap almost every day, which I don't normally. So, um, and then there was one night where I, when I was in Arizona where I like, w- this also happens to me fairly, but I, I'll wake up at like 3 a.m. and then not be able to go to sleep for hours. Have you heard about like, uh, before we had electricity, all of like our sleep schedules? Mm-hmm. That kind of yeah. sounds like what you have. Yeah, like maybe where- you have like two or three sleep yeah, so I think this was called, uh, is it like diurnal sleep or something like yeah. that, where basically the idea is that um, the idea of, of healthy sleep being eight uninterrupted hours is a, is because of capitalism and because of the Industrial Revolution, um, mm-hmm. where we had to divide our, we had to restructure our days around... Um, a factory schedule mm. uh where in a ta- in 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 the past um in more like agricultural and like agrarian societies it was normal to like sleep for four hours get up in the middle of the night do shit putter around and go to bed for another four hours and wake up and have your day um so yeah i've thought about that it's mm-hmm. definitely possible it's just like it's it's hard the world doesn't support you structuring your day like that, mm-hmm. even though we I don't live, work in a factory. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've thought about it. So uh, it's interesting. Maybe this is, yeah. Examine your relationships to sleep. What was the card we pulled before this? Was this another song? I, was that Queen? I really can't remember because we've pulled three cards yeah. that we haven't been able to use because the recording, the got, recording haunted. got haunted. So I really can't tell you what the narrative. We could, we could look, but we're, we're, you know. This was supposed to be a mini sode, and it's becoming a full ep. So, well, it's nice because it's we're, we get got, to. We it's have nice good, to record in the same room as you. Yes, we have good energy when we're recording together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a good opportunity to like, yeah, examine your relationships to sleep, um, and maybe change if you maybe change some things up like put your bed in a different place or feng shui is so important yeah i really think change the flow of the energy in your house no i think the most powerful 
per, uh, this is just because it's like right up my alley. But I really think like the most powerful shaman or whatever the fuck you want to call it in the world alive right now is fucking Marie Kondo. I like the what she talks about with the because it is such a thing with like the energetics of our physicality and like we love her what we have how you can move things around um it's a really good yeah way cultivating clear, things that bring yeah. surrounding yourselves only with the things that bring you the most joy and getting rid of the things mm-hmm. that are like take up a lot of mental and physical clutter yeah I wonder what Marie Kondo would think about us assigning her to the nine of swords arguably one of the worst cards in the deck <laughs> she'd be like i could i could fix it yeah <laughs> she'd be like no problem we just need to no because clean honestly your yeah because hoarding and stuff like that we just be need such to tidy a, up your bedroom so much of hoarding uh, physically and emotionally it yeah. is uh, we don't talk I, about yeah you let's, know let's not even so unpack much. yeah going back we've both been home to visit our parents uh fairly recently and like they accumulate a life's worth of stuff. It's, I mean, and a then lot their of parents us. and siblings die, and they accumulate all of their things and can't get rid of them. So it's it couldn't be me. I upsetting. haven't lived in a place more than a year. <laughs> I everything I own is in Kaylee's guest bedroom right now. Mm-hmm. That's why we got vacuum bags. Yep. So um, I am the other side of the coin. Hello. Um, okay, let's do a little mini main dish. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. We're going to yeah. talk about one of Kayleen's favorite things. Labor strikes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're kind of, this is kind of like a current events type episode. It's a lot of um, unrest at the moment. But yeah, so for um, the second time in my lifetime actually probably the third because i think they went on strike in the late 80s uh there has been a pretty big writer strike um in hollywood the writers guild of america um failed to reach a, a deal with the associated motion picture producers um which is basically um the major studios um about rights for about you know compensation um, and benefits for the work that they do. Um, the last writer strike was in 2008, which was like the last time that their contract was up. Um, really had pretty That's a long contract. Yeah. Had pretty big. I could be wrong. They, mm-hmm. they may have been able, there may have been another one in between mm-hmm. that they were able to like, mm-hmm. had Sword no out. issues about, there was no press about cause it was fine. Um, and then I think there was another one in 1988 was the there was a writers mm-hmm. guild strike that actually went on longer um the writers guild in 2008 struck for was on strike for 100 days and a lot of what they were on strike about is what they're on strike about now which is compensation for digital media and streaming um and also just general because i think the landscape has changed so much by these digital production houses like netflix and mm-hmm. amazon and hulu about the creation of content and the way that a writer's room is structured from what I can tell is very different than it was in like the eighties, nineties, early aughts, the like heyday of the sitcom where you'd have like a team of writers dedicated to a show led by a showrunner. Now so much of it is structured almost as if they're trying to take advantage of independent contractors 
which of course mm. benefits the bosses because they don't have to pay you them benefits and like a writer's room for a show could completely change from one season to the next mm. um which isn't doesn't seem great creatively to me it seems confusing yeah so um you know what the writers proposed hmm. they wanted three percent that's of. all of 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 profit off oh. of things not even three percent per writer three percent for the team to mm. split among themselves and the and the producer said no what and so that's why they're on strike also because um as with stream as with music streaming um gets the people who create the product literally fractions of pennies for every stream Mm -hmm. it's not it's not sustainable or functional and it doesn't it puts a lot of money into the pockets of executives and not into the pockets of the people who are making the work and the fact of the matter is is that like television as we know it most of it wouldn't exist without writers Mm -mm. like that's where the idea comes from Mm -hmm. um but yeah the the writers guild the writers strike in 2008 changed the trajectory of a lot of culture um for good and for bad however you want to look at it um what did you know what do you have examples of what you noticed um a lot of people attribute the rise in reality television to the writer's strike in 2008 um fair enough not that it wasn't already there but that it had a foothold to really grab onto because Mm -hmm. um it got a lot more funding because they were looking for Mm -hmm. things to fill content and then on like a micro level um the traject a lot of uh, the trajectories a lot of a lot of shows changed because of the forced hiatus. So I think the most famous example is Breaking Bad, which I don't think is a show you've seen. Mm-mm. But Breaking Bad is a, I would say like close to a work of genius as mm. a, it's very good. But it was in its first season when the writer strike happened, and um, they were absolutely going to kill off one of the main characters in the season finale of the first season Mm. that was like the plan and then the writer's strike happened and the show aired before they finished writing the first season like what was what had been yeah yeah yeah. and fans loved that character in a way that the writers like really did not anticipate and the show creator was like maybe we were wrong and honestly that show went for five seasons and a movie it's really at the end of it all about that character that they were gonna kill really like it really becomes about him and his story Hmm. so um yeah it's funny one of the things i remember is like 30 rock was filming uh and one of my favorite episodes uh is an episode in season two that they hadn't put it given a name to before the writers guild strike happened so technically the name is part of writing so it is just in the catalog episode 209 it has no title that's funny yeah yeah it's um it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean because so many people watch so much yeah. tv so much movies so yeah. much 
So much of everything. It's also really interesting right now to see because so much of like prestige and fautige television now films overseas who's respecting the strike and who isn't. Mm. So like a lot of the big like HBO, like the what the, is prestige? What do you mean? Like what Game of it? Thrones, like big, oh, okay. uh, like um, the Rings of Power, things that like have like feature film budgets okay for streaming television mm-hmm. um a lot of hbo programming is uh, okay um is prestige and i would say faux or things that like think they have that caliber of writing and maybe have the budget but are like just trash tv with mm. fancy okay um where did you learn those words i listen to a lot of pop culture <laughs> <laughs> I consume media and people's thoughts on media. I'm like the one working in it, I and really, like Kayleen knows more than well, I do. <laughs> I'm, yeah, because I wanted I was an I wanted to be at one point an academic who studied these things. I didn't uh, know that about you. Yeah, I mean all my all my I I majored in theater and women's studies, but I wanted to do like gender studies in arts, basically. Oh, and, yeah. Best like, you got is entrepreneurs. <laughs> best you got. Best you best got. I can do is best I can do is a podcast with your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, neighbor down the street gave you mic. You good girl. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Don't go to grad school. Just get a podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm a big proponent. So yes, I know a lot about the writer strike. I am very interested in the film and television industry, but I'm also like pretty passionate about workers' rights and strikes in general and unions. And I feel like um, unions are like super powerful and important things that have been like really devalued and fallen victim to a lot of propaganda in the last few decades in a way that's like I feel like we don't have a ton of unions here no not anymore Um, and I think it's it's honestly it's the fault of the Democrats they abandoned them mm. um and then yeah it's I don't know I could I that's a whole other podcast is like the history of you and I'm not the best person to give it um but you're the one with the microphone I am the one with the microphone (laughs) um yeah, I think union I think I think solidarity amongst workers is incredibly important and workers will always be abused by the people who employ them um unless there are very strict boundaries and solidarity in place. Mm-hmm. So, solidarity forever. Power power to the writers. I saw. Um, And here's the thing is, I think in a way that did not necessarily happen in 2008, every other entertainment industry is now is like refusing to cross the picket line as well. Like video games and stuff? No, no, no. But maybe. But like Teamsters, IATSE, SAG, all the like. So they're not writing. They're not. They're not. They're not going into work. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The actors are, are like I've seen a lot of actors on the picket line, too. Like. Oh, so we like stopped some production. Stopped production. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's that. interesting because like a lot of the stuff that's filming in Europe has not, even though the writers are not on set. Mm-hmm. They're like, which is going to lead to bad TV because like, 
even if the scripts are all written, so much happens in revision while you're shooting. Mm-hmm. So, and that they, it's not like you, like, you can't ad lib it and change it if the writers aren't present mm-hmm. to approve it. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting times. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be. Maybe yeah. have a long strike. I, it'll make my job uh, a bit more weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yahoo i've never been union i've never really wanted to be just because i but you don't work in features like you're no uh, i've like very consciously decided against that yeah because you're I not didn't gonna wanna... scab either no, so like I, yeah i i don't do well with big groups of people and i couldn't imagine being bossed around by a man in film yeah i was like how embarrassing i was like i can't i yeah can't. i needed to just have my own little freelance company and yeah that's, you don't but like that's things you don't have to be a part of a union to support a union yeah um so i don't know if you work if you live in a city that has uh entertainment presence um like la new york atlanta um new orleans to a microcosm maybe see uh what like picket line actions are going on and bring those people some water or Gatorade or pizzas or mm-hmm. um just show up and like cheer them on try to spark an enema kit yeah there you go it's collectible uh, three uh, three x in a day i promise <laughs> um yeah what they're doing is like you know it's it is hard and brave and risky and so um yeah see how you can and necessary and necessary like yeah someone's got to take a stand or it's just that's the thing is like it just becomes a slippery slope that everybody falls down yeah and there's a lot of yeah a lot of like we can't do x y and z in america and it's like well all right let's see what happens if we don't because uh yeah. best of luck to us uh yep. We got to fight somehow, you know, um, you just, you always have to apply pressure, especially at this point. Like it, it, we are, um, what are, what is that thing called? The instant pot. And it, and let, we're in we're a pressure about, cooker. Yeah. It's, uh, whew. but also I heard that, um, in Florida, I'm not sure if Ron DeSantis made it like past it. I think he did past it or he's trying to, um, make it illegal to employ anybody who's undocumented really a felony he they also if we really want to talk about scary like culture war genocide nazi shit in this legislative session they have classified drag performances as um uh drag performances in front of children as being a sex sexual crime. a sex yeah. crime they have introduced um the penalty for sex crimes against children as being punishable by death and they have also introduced that you do not need a unanimous jury to give someone the death penalty so they're literally mm. trying to make murder like this is genocide like they are literally yeah. trying to legislate genocide so um yeah it's fucking it's a fucking horror show out there right now yeah folks um and we're about to go to florida (laughs) i know i'm about to work in florida too yeah um i'm I'm we're gonna be in disney world and we're we're gonna we're gonna give the walt disney corporation 
a lot of our money so that hopefully they can destroy Ron DeSantis in court. Yeah, because if Disney can't do it, then that's the game. That's the that's the ball game, folks. Like mm-hmm. Disney is, you know, it's weird like when the you're, evilest it's, legal team. It's weird when you're rooting for a corporation. Yeah, like but like they have yeah. the power and the resources and the legal counsel and the. If they can't do what it, then literally no Flor- one can. What would happen to Florida if Disney left? Oh, it would collapse. They have like entire cities Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, like some of the cheapest airfare like from Europe is to fucking Orlando. Yeah. Like it's and I mean, it's kind of smart on Disney because they have another theme park that they could build out if they wanted to in America. They got California. Yeah, it's Anaheim. Disneyland is very different because the city is. Is, is a city it, it, like yeah they built a theme park it's in a city but ideal but they do have an option you know yeah. they wouldn't just be or they could go to like out. a blue state and build out there you know yeah uh let we'll, we'll bid for disney world like we bid for the yeah. olympics right bring cleveland back be like <laughs> oh yeah um new mexico is now the home to all disney world <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm working on some projects that are like focusing on uh, what the fuck is happening to queer people specifically in red states in the South. And it is, yeah, we're here, folks. And um, I mean, I'm sure you don't need to be told, but uh, it's it's contingency plan time. I'm and, sure you all have a contingency plan, but it's definitely. And here's the deal, though. That's, I know a lot of people are also just like, um, just bail or don't go to Florida or don't like to say that like you're gonna divest from southern red states is contributing to the problem because you're just abandoning the like queer minorities who live here who may, may may not have a way out. I I, I see. I, the, this is where me and Kayleen kind of have a divide. I also think do what's best for you. I think it's okay to um, do what's best for you. But I also, like, I think, yeah, do what's best for you if you actually fucking live here. But mm-hmm. if you live in a safe, like, fucking northern blue state, do not assume that you know anything about the lives of southern gay people. It's or fun. southern black people or southern <laughs> poor people or like yeah. um and do not i i i the bit the thing that i hate the most is when was when people like either want to either say shit like you know the south should, should secede again or like annex the south or just like get rid of all those states or like where do you think resistance movements have come from? Mm-hmm. The entire civil rights movement was born out of the South. It didn't come from people in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, if you live here and your personal safety is in danger and you think you need to get out, get the fuck out. Yeah. But I but do not if you do not know what it's like here, if you do not live here, do not moralize. Do not make assumptions. But at the same time, if you can't do supportive shit. Well, yeah, I don't want to hear live it. Somewhere where it's just like fine to be gay. Like I was in my hometown and it was so fucking gay and I didn't realize it. And I think it just happened. There's this woman who has just started advertising for people to move f- from TikTok. They're like, I'm 
like it's I'm progressive. I want more queer progressive people to move here. They, she flipped the election. We gotta provide. We gotta that town, Peoria, Illinois, got a progressive mayor by twenty one votes. You know, so we can also start thinking in that way too. If you do live somewhere that is like chill and has more human rights, like you can be a bridge for somebody if they do want to move. Yeah, that's and true. that's that's um that's important as somebody who's moved a lot. It's important to have community and like that's what we have as gay people. Yeah, we have community wherever we go. Yeah, even if it's small, right? But it's still there. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's lucky. It's lucky to have, especially in times like this. Um where children are getting fucking kidnapped and shit like that. Like, do what you can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. Heated. Yeah. Um, yeah, do what you can. Like, it, the world feels like it's on fire, especially bad right now. So do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Yeah, I think, I think you got to have a plan, though, either way yeah. um, of, like, What's your limit? Where are you going to... I mean, I have one for the whole fucking country, um, but we all know that about me, and I have some ancestral X, Y, and Z, so... um, Vive la France! Yeah. (laughs) But but I also kind of think, like, a lot of people have told me, they're like, well, yeah, once you get over there, then you can help me, too, you know? And, like, if there's that... Because, like, it's such, like, a... A conversation to have. The new resistance. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think overall, us personally, I think we're good. I'm good. Yeah. I feel I, really good. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm, if, I mean, if, if shit really comes down to it, I have a way out, but I'm not going anywhere. Oh, I was just talking about in general. Can oh, you yeah, talking in about general, New Orleans? <laughs> yeah. Let the river take her. <laughs> yes. I'll go. I'm going down with this city. Um, no, I'm definitely a, I'm bailing. Um, yeah. I, this country has taken enough from my fucking family immigrating here. I'm good. I love y'all. I can help. I will marry you if I need to. Or if you need to. Citizenship if I get it before Anyway, <laughs> that's what anyway, I contribute. That's the, the underlying theme of this episode is Anna wants a ring on her finger. I know. That's always so true. Look at that. Look at how empty that is. <sighs> I lost my old wedding ring and my fake wedding oh. ring. And all I have is this haunted necklace that my grandma gave me. Um, yeah, that episode worked, right? Where yep. I was talking about the haunted. Do we just, I have it. Um, we have to talk about the right artifacts. Yeah, so I guess I'm married to my ancestral. Does anybody else have very old grandmothers? Um, mine is 94. No, like my... with like no signs of slowing down. No, like my... living alone. 94. Like I lost all my grandparents like well over a decade ago. Yeah, it's like I I I don't know if I'm trying to live that long. You know? No. Like absolutely not. That's kind of. I don't know. Have you ever seen those, like, really old people that look good? Yeah. Like, they look, like, the in time. their 60s? Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Okay. Good for you. Um, I don't have a bro book review, so. That's okay. It's a mini-sode. Yeah, right. <laughs> Brother. We're already at time. I know. Um, yeah, we tried. Not think- very hard. Well, Sorry. what happened, what had happened was... Don't go into, into too much detail. No, no, no. I'm not going to talk about the haunting. I'm going to talk about why we ended up recording. Because 
we were having a guest on today, but I know we weren't because I don't know my days and it's tomorrow. So we were like all set up, ready to go. And I was like, well, let's just like record a mini-sode. So here we are. So we're going to have this one, a guest, and then the season finale at Disney. Mm-hmm. So let us know. Send send us some DMs of uh, fun things. Or honestly, even if you guys have Disney hacks, I don't know if our listeners are sure. like Disney people. Kaylee is like, I know everything. I don't know everything because it's changed a lot since That's I was right. last there. We can crowdsource. We have a, a big um, uh, resource pool. Yep. To listen to who listen to us and you I can hope that they have advice. gay pride Mickey ears. Yeah, I I don't like the rainbow stuff. Like I get it, I get it, but I just think the rainbow's so ugly. It depends on the rainbow. I like the the bracelets we got. Those aren't too bad. You they're, don't. <laughs> they're literally they say like rainbow. Because what did you do? Um, you looked at the Target. Uh, pride collection the target, <laughs> guys the target pride collection is already launched so um there spoiler alert there's a crop top that says live laugh lesbian i know so i feel like they and a mug that, that from, says yeah. gender fluid <laughs> <laughs> um so if you need some laughs go check out the target pride collection i know we're so we're we're easy to make yeah giggle. normally i'm not a like a corporate rainbow gay but I, I, I am. Was the live last les- Is it in rainbow? No, it's pink. Live last lesbian. And it, the the live la- the it's all in cursive. Like, yeah, it looks like something that should be on sold at like Hobby I Lobby. I think lesbians should take back coastal grandma. Yeah, like I think that's kind of like what cottage core is. Yeah, um, it makes sense. It's like, a little frillier. No, I think I think lesbians really I mean, right with like the homesteading, like that's I think lesbians really have a, yeah, a leg up core. for apocalypse. Like gay men, sorry, you go to brunch too much. Yeah. Like but you will have you will have a more difficult time in the aftertimes. Lesbians, yeah. however. Cottagecore lesbians are really you're gonna get there. I'm gonna I'm gonna get people are gonna be mad at me for saying this. Not that far off from like christian fundamentalist off the grid people like yeah um the apostolic christian are you dehydrating your food do you have do you have jars in your basement of, you, of your preserves you know what somebody told me i do you this, forage okay this this is out of pocket but you know what they'll never know so don't i don't even remember who told me this but somebody told me that they had to start start Oh, yeah. There, you see a lot of Amish people on the trains. Oh, yeah. My friend in Chicago told me this. You see a lot of Amish people on the trains because they're they're mixing too much. So they have to move them around. So it's, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't think an Amish person will hear this, but I don't know if somebody can fact check that. But it's, you should oh, see Kayleen's face right now. It makes sense. <laughs> but I'm also just like... How do they handle being on the trains? They seem. Have you ever seen Amish people at the uh, train station? No, I don't go on trains. But I used to like. I I have you seen Amish people? I lived in Sarasota, which has a huge Mennonite population. But Mennonites are not the same as Amish. Mennonites are allow are allowed more 
access to modern technology so they help the amish a lot Mm. yeah um they like i feel like if you go to union station in chicago and maybe other so trains are okay if you're amish if you're trying not to inbreed i guess (sighs) there's so much i don't know yeah no there's like i would say about 10 to 20 percent of the people that you see in the union station chicago union station are amish people whoa and I've just grown up. I've, like, grown up in that train station. So, yeah, I've seen a lot. I didn't even really know that there were Amish people in the Midwest. I thought they were mostly in Pennsylvania. No, there was, um a, like, a little Amish community that lived by my grandmother growing up. Now I really want Amish food. They make such good baked goods. Yeah, there was that place you took me to in the Sarasota. Pie. Yeah. What, Yoder's? Yoder's. How did I? Are you proud of me for remembering? I don't, all, yeah. I don't remember much. You did it. <laughs> Yeah, they had such good food. Um, well, we can wrappy wrap. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not. I was gonna launch some stuff, but I am like deep much. in film world right now, so we're not gonna do that right now. Um, so maybe next season I'll have something to talk about. But um, just follow me along on uh, the dot fake guru or the fake dot guru on TikTok and yeah, Instagram just try respectively. Them all out. Yeah. It shouldn't be too hard. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was going to go into something and I'm not going to. God bless. Go ahead, Kaylee. Got it. Yeah, hit me up at Swamp Witch with four eyes. Um, if you want some tarot, your tarot's red and Candles Unincorporated uh, for an upcoming summer candle launch. You can follow the podcast at entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram um entrepreneurs.com or you can email us at entrepreneur at gmail.com entrepreneur singular um could we not get entrepreneurs i i got it so early that i didn't even yeah. think about it that was funny yeah technically you know we what could... somebody said about our name they were like they were like oh god my friend said this too. Some of my friends are so so empty-headed. I love them, but about the podcast, they were like, it's almost like you need to hear it out loud or else you wouldn't know how to say it. Okay. <laughs> um, how would you pronounce it? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. <laughs> like the Moira Rose. Entrepreneur. Yeah, I don't know how you would say it other than just yeah, how this, it sounds I, you know what? he doesn't listen to this he doesn't have the attention span to listen to this oh, the podcast boy. but he's he's literally he's a native english speaker too i was just like but as you were saying it's like we could just use our domain as our email address it doesn't have to be at gmail.com yeah we have a fucking domain and a website but anyway yeah, but that'd be so that would mean else. i'd have to figure out how that how to do that and that would take 15 minutes of my day so yeah absolutely not looping back to looping back to the (laughs) beginning of the episode just narrate it and uh log into it and then end of the episode just like "Eh." (laughs) that's a task well and it's also probably just like on our link tree or on our website so you're probably not like typing it in anyway it's not a big deal so all right um have a good day